0: Hello, oh, and welcome back to another episode of Force Proximity. I'm Jonathan, and with me is my romance author wife, Megan Montgomery. This week we have Knocked Up by Judd Apatow, featuring, starring <laughs> Seth Rogen. Featuring would be cool. Starring Seth yeah. Rogen and Katherine Heigel, and Leslie a Mann, lot of others. And <laughs> Paul Rudd, Jason Siegel, Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we did Knocked Up very early in our show. <laughs> yeah. We recorded an episode of Knocked Up. And this was when I was learning all the technology, and I deleted it forever. <laughs> but it turned out to be kind of a good thing, because we were able to m- more... We have a dive
1: in this one. I don't know about that, but we have a different. You have a different perspective. I I, probably have the same old crap that I was going to say last time. Yeah, but um, but you have this newfound perspective.
0: I do, and it more. I think it has to do more with age than with having read all the romance.
1: Um,
0: maybe a mixture. Probably, yeah, maybe a mixture. so the first time I saw this was in a the theater. I was probably 23. When would it have
1: come out? Oh, shoot. I'm sure it's in my uh, 2005?
0: Me... No, 2007, I think.
1: I will look for it. You keep you keep going.
0: Well, anyway, the first time I saw it I was in my early 20s. Early 20s. So Every time I watch it, I always um, put myself in the shoes of Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl. Now.
1: (laughs) I want to say it's 2012. No. Yeah, because it says.
0: (sighs) We did not. We were not married when this movie came out. No? No. Okay. There's no way.
1: Okay. It's not that much before. 'cause the forty year old virgin was two thousand five, yeah, and this was after that I don't know why I said I'm looking at it, I'm looking two
0: thousand seven,
1: okay, so you were right, so
0: two thousand seven I would have been twenty two years old,
1: that's definitely in the seth rogan like lifestyle camp, yeah. Seth Rogen in that movie I would have been although you're not like a stoner 22 23 Yeah
0: Um so now I look watch this movie and I'm not in the, those shoes anymore No Now we're Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And the movie is way different Still good Yeah Still good and there's other things we're going to talk about being a 2007 movie and we read an essay that goes with this.
1: It's not an essay, so it's a it's, it's a chapter of a book. It's a chapter of a book. The book is from Hollywood with Love: The Rise and Fall and Rise Again of the Romantic Comedy, and it is by, sorry, I had it by Scott Meslow, uh, who I don't I don't know who he is, but that's he wrote this book, and as soon as I, as soon as I saw it, I had to get it because. Yeah. Because I love, I love the title, The Rise and Fall and Rise Again. Although I haven't quite figured out what he's talking about when he says rise again. Because there have been a few okay to good modern rom-coms in the past few years. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily call that a rise. Um, but he does recognize the fall, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and Knocked Up was right before the fall. And basically, it the genre would have fallen sooner if not for Judd Apatow.
0: Oh, he held it up a little longer. Yeah, it, he wasn't the reason for the fall.
1: Him and the movie Twenty Seven Dresses, which is not that bad, according to him, which I I agree. Twenty Seven Dresses is watchable. Yeah, in a way that other rom coms that where they were like clinging, clinging on desperately, like that that just don't work. Twenty-seven dresses. Yeah, yeah, it works. I watched it. It's, I didn't. I didn't. It's dumb. It. We'll do it on the. We'll do it on the show. But
0: I feel like there's other rom coms though that came out later, like Ryan Reynolds rom coms.
1: Yeah, and what? Which of those actually worked besides the proposal?
0: That's true, and that was a. That was like two thousand nine. Right. So that's like. That may have been the last one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and like, and and he even talks. It, Scott Meslow in this book talks about the the friends with benefits rom coms, and he basically he talks about friend, the the movie Friends with Benefits, and then the other one, which is. I forgot the name of it, but it was also titled "Friends with Benefits" until it couldn't be titled that anymore because another movie was coming was out with... six months earlier that was titled "Friends with Benefits." And that was
0: with uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, Queen Amidala. Me, Mila...
1: Mil... okay, no, that Queen Amidala was with Ashton Kutcher, and Ashton Kutcher's now wife was with Justin Timberlake. Okay, so <laughs> it talks about that in this book. Okay, um, what the hell's her name? Mila Kunis? No. Oh, uh, Natalie Portman.
0: Natalie Portman,
1: Thor. Thor? She's Thor? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the MCU, so she's the new Thor. Okay. Um. Well, yes. So they fell, but but Judd Apatow was the one that was like single handedly holding up the genre because of yeah. Knocked Up, really.
0: Yeah and
1: and the 40 year old virgin yeah those are two definitely a rom-com it just are, wasn't marketed no as a they did a
0: great job of it yeah those are two like top tier movies for, i don't have i'm not gonna make lists of things anymore because how do you like kick something out So I have tears.
1: Well, I think you can have lists, but I don't you
0: can. I'm not going to because I have tears that yeah, this movie makes it into my top tier. That means I can put anything I want in there and nothing has to come out. True. So those two movies are top tier movies for me. Okay. But a lot of movies are also that shouldn't be, but they just are.
1: For nostalgic reasons.
0: Yeah, or like the movie Goon. That's not a great movie, but it's a top tier movie for me.
1: Cause it just it it's like the the smut books that just really like like it has the kind of hero you like and the kind of heroine you like and the kind of tropes that you like and yeah. it doesn't matter that the writing is it's not also great. Also a romance. It's,
0: there's a romance in it. Then it's a, oh. it's
1: not a romance it's if not. there's a subplot of no, a romance. Everything has a subplot yeah. romance.
0: And written, directed by Jay Baruchel, who's in Knocked Up. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so knocked up if you haven't do we need to explain knocked up who hasn't seen this it's
1: it's the i don't know it's the pregnancy it's the oops i'm pregnant movie for um the aughts i guess like the 2007 to 2010 i guess from 2010 to now it would just be like i got pregnant and had an abortion end of movie (laughs) (laughs) but um but yes so it pregnancy accidental pregnancy birth all make great comedy fodder yeah so it's just like it's not funny if you get an abortion end of story it's funny if you go through the pregnancy mm-hmm. and people and, it, and then you have an automatic forced proximity trope because these two people have to deal with each other. And and it's
0: not as if the abortion wasn't brought up in this movie. The yeah, sh- I mean, clinic. I
1: think you can say that it wasn't brought up well enough, but I think it didn't
0: matter because it didn't yeah. have anything to do with the plot.
1: Right. It didn't. Because the whole the whole time, you know, the point is these two people have to figure out how to make it work. If you rely too heavily on the like the idea that I can just make this problem go away. Yeah. If you if you even consider that, really, it makes that trope go away, because if you can make that problem go away, if you are a career driven woman who is like rising in the ranks and you you don't like the person that you made a fetus with like why yes. would you keep exactly. it exactly but you just have to suspend I, your disbelief on that part you do
0: and speaking of which the movies that killed the rom-com yeah are have thor in it have the incredible hulk have iron man have captain america you can suspend your disbelief for that exactly you can suspend your disbelief yeah, for people, something
1: that probably happens a lot anyway in real life. And people... Yes, I know. How many people get pregnant as an accident and do decide to keep it? Yeah.
0: Probably a lot of people. Probably a lot of people. Probably... It, prob- would you say most?
1: I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm, don't, not, I'm not going to take a shot at that no, statistic. No, I don't know. I would have no idea. Um, and we're also not getting into this philosophical debate about whether no. or not you should, because it's none of our business. It's and... only your business. if Right. So. And that's not a part of this conversation. Like, we don't care yeah. enough for that to be a part no. of this conversation. So, um... <sighs> where was I going with that? I don't know. And, oh, there there is a there is a, an abortion movie where they do decide to like to have the abortion. And it, I think it's a f- it's either an indie film or it's a French film. Um, and it talks about that in this uh, chapter of from Hollywood with love. Yeah. So if you want to and I can't remember the name of that movie. I want to watch it now. But um, but they do call it a rom-com. But I don't I think it's more serious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. so a, something i want to talk about with the the chapter of this book mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm being fair by saying it's criticizing the movie with what when was this book written 2020 probably like criticizing the movie with 2020 standards when it's a 2007 movie am i well, being
1: criticizes one aspect that's why I'm it asking. It didn't even get its own paragraph.
0: I'm asking am I I'm not I don't know if I am doing that and if I I'm, I'm not being fair to the book.
1: I think yes. I think the book needs to uh-huh. So well, let's talk about what that aspect so is. So the aspect what
0: they talked about the trans stuff like, in
1: 40 year old virgin in, that's
0: what it was it was in 40 year old virgin. so not that's not knocked
1: up yeah no. that's not in knocked up but the, yeah this chapter does you can't talk about knocked up apparently without talking about the 40 year old virgin yeah because knocked up was judd apatow apparently okay so judd apatow made freaks and geeks and then he made college undeclared yeah and they were they're kind of in the same vein as like the the It's like his world that he's Mm -hmm. depicting on the screen. And then he made uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Virgin. And this is basically the Apatow cinematic universe. And whatever else he had a hand in is not a part of his cinematic universe. Like he was a producer of Anchorman. And that's kind of separate. Yeah. But his cast of characters, like he recognized actors that he liked from Anchorman Mm -hmm. and incorporated them into his universe. So this is like the Apatow cinematic universe is like Freaks and Geeks and then Undeclared and then 40-Year-Old Virgin and then Knocked Up. And then it continues with.
0: This is 40.
1: This is 40. And then later. He wasn't
0: funny people, was he? With Adam Sandler and Jonah Hill? I don't think so. I don't think so either.
1: And then he went to, uh, later he did Trainwreck, and then the the Pete Davidson one. Uh, the King of Staten Island.
0: King of Staten Island. Yeah, and they got heavier as it moved on.
1: Yeah. So I, looking at his body of work and seeing, I okay, so I haven't seen Freaks and Geeks and yeah. Undeclared. Yeah, Funny
0: People's Judd Apatow.
1: I don't know that one.
0: I thought it would be because Leslie Mann is in it.
1: Oh, okay um so that's a heavy one too. but you can look at his scope and see him changing and i think yeah. that's the mark of a really good anyone who's in the arts um if they can change and grow and take criticism and apply it to their next work which he has mm-hmm. and then and grow and Um, And still be relevant and still be like, you know, he's doing new things all the time and pushing new boundaries. He's changing genres. Um, I think that's like that's the mark of somebody who's a really important filmmaker. I think Judd Apatow is a very important filmmaker. Um, And I think. uh, But yeah, there's anyway. So in that cinematic universe, there's the 40 year old virgin, which has. It's like more raunch commie than his later stuff yeah. because it's still in that like early aughts when, you know,
0: just off the 90s, things were different. Y-
1: yeah. And like you're, you really needed to get like 18 year old dudes in theater seats. Yeah. And so you put like, you know, jiggly breasts in in the trailer <laughs> and whatever else you need to put in the trailer and like a lot of stupid jokes. If there's any kind of like, like poop humor, throw that in the trailer. But anyway, one of the, and you know, the trailer is one thing, but then the, the movie, so 40 year old virgins, a rom-com, but the trailer cut it so that it looked like total raunch comp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there is a one thing, there's like a joke about the trans, uh, the sex trans worker. woman, yeah, sex worker who's and, you know, you know, it's a joke about a trans person yeah. from the early aughts. Like, it's not going to be it's not going to be to today's standards no. of how we treat people. No. So and yeah, so the book mentions that you <laughs> but- are asking whether or not it's fair to the book that the book is judging like the judging like the 2005 movie. 2020 standards yeah and
0: do you think the book is doing that
1: no i think it just mentions it briefly yeah. I, don't, I
0: it's something i get touchy with and anything because you
1: don't like to revise history i don't I, I don't either
0: i don't and i don't like judging something that happened 20 years ago with the standards we have today right and if you're you know if you're t- Born in 2005 when that movie came out, yeah, and you're used to what we do now because you were an infant when this 40-year-old virgin came out, yeah. Shut up.
1: (laughs) Well, I I don't think this guy, the writer of this book, is older, yeah. No, Um, it's not him, it's not him, it's the whole thing. I'm
0: talking about these Gen Z kids that wanted to like destroy everything that. We had when we were younger because they didn't get to have it.
1: Uh, well, I would claim that that's not what they're doing. Uh, or I would I would think that they would claim that that's well, not what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Not because they didn't get to have it. It's because that's not OK. And they didn't know. For us, it's you didn't know what you didn't know back then. Yeah. Like not that it was ever OK to do these things, but nobody cared yeah and nobody thought about it but don't cancel
0: the don't
1: the mainstream didn't and that's what i'm talking about is the like mainstream american culture um didn't think about using trans people as the butt of a joke yeah like now you can't make that joke because it's not funny anymore it's not funny to treat people cruelly no um but yeah, you can't I don't know. If they want to not watch a movie because they they're throwing the baby fine. out with the bathwater, that's fine. If
0: they don't want to watch it, that's fine. Yeah. But this whole thing of cancel it so nobody can watch it. I don't that is what I have a problem with. And that seems to have died down.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: Because I think they're getting older and realizing how stupid it is.
1: But I think in this book, in in our book that we're talking about referencing. He, he's
0: not doing that.
1: He's just he, he, recognizing that there's a problemat- problematic element, that society has grown up from that since then. Mm-hmm. There's still that joke that might make you go, ugh, that's kind of hard to watch but you know you just recognize it and then move on and it's like and then the readers can decide whether or not they want to watch it
0: it's like a one minute bit in the joke too yeah
1: it's very it's very quick yeah uh and I think these these movies are surprisingly watchable I don't think there's a whole lot in there
0: not to make this a 40 old virgin episode because we probably will do that one too eventually but I think it just showed how,
1: because
0: Steve Carell never would have made Andy would have never made that joke. No, he's not the one who made the joke. It was his friends that were not well adjusted. Yeah, and I think if you if you're focusing, what is it? where well, you see the you don't see the trees for the forest or what? Yeah,
1: if you see that there's this joke in this movie but you're not you're recognizing missing the they're, they're, you're missing that that joke is in there to show like the idiocy of the people around him yeah yeah
0: i just i just figured that out right now yeah so all right back to the 40 old virgin <laughs> off of no, no back to off 40 old virgin back to knocked up <laughs> <laughs> which and this is a good segue because his friends he seemed to be his friends were perfect because so, they were so grotesque it made him look better because so, he and wasn't that bad at by
1: him we're talking about seth rogan now yeah. seth rogan as ben stone is his name yeah um and he's the yeah. only one
0: not using his real name yes because <laughs> they're all using their real names
1: but his name was seth in the script
0: it was but they said <laughs> we need to change it
1: yeah yeah, it's. I love. I didn't even recognize that all of his friends are named I, the I, names of the actors playing his friends. Yeah. So it's Jason Siegel, Jay Baruchel, Martin Starr, and Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. And they play his friends: Martin, Jason, Jonah, Jonah, and Jonah, Jay. And Jay.
0: <laughs> so probably made it very easy for they, them.
1: They all are living in this like California laid-back house with a gross pool, and. Like, they all are just... They're supposed to be creating the website Flesh of the Stars.
0: Nobody works.
1: Nobody does it. It's like... <laughs> you guys watch movies without nudity in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're creating a... I don't know if Mr. Skin is a real website, but... I think it is. They're... Uh, well, here. <laughs> <laughs> they're creating a website that shows you... Like it tells you, type in your favorite star's name, and it shows, and it shows, like yeah, it is, shows, <laughs> it's um, exactly
0: that, too. <laughs>
1: so it's accurate. So it's they're creating a Mr. Skin, um, which they shows, didn't realize
0: Mr. Skin existed,
1: so it shows that they've done no research, yeah, <laughs> which, which I love, which means they
0: came up with a good idea on their own,
1: yeah, uh. Yeah, so they're but they basically live their lives watching. I love that they're going to see a a Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, they're going to see Spider Man, <laughs>
1: and uh, so yeah, it's just like as you can imagine, like five is it five of them? Five stoners yeah. living together, like nobody works. Just they smoke weed and do like really dumb stuff, like fire boxing. Yeah, and <laughs>
0: fire boxing, meaning they light boxing mitts on fire and punch each other with it.
1: <laughs> and like, yeah, it's, it's that like situation. Okay. So in the people we meet on vacation, it's like Buck's house. Yes, If you read that book with us last week, like when, when they take that vacation to Vancouver Island and yeah. then they go to the, the hippie house and they, that's, it's Buck's house where they crash in the in the front yard in a tent. It's basically it's basically <laughs> that. It's basically that. So uh what's Catherine Heigel's name in this? Allison. <laughs> Allison. Allison, Scott Allison Scott is rising star at E. She's now the like she's out celebrating uh her her raise to being an on camera interviewer her promotion from
0: being a producer to a on camera talent. Yeah.
1: And uh so she (sighs) gets pregnant by this like this stoner dude who has no prospects and $117 in his bank account. I think
0: he had nine hundred at the time. (laughs) Well yeah, when they meet and then he quickly goes down to what he's like, I think it should last me like two years or something. Like when? In nineteen twenty? (laughs) Yeah. Uh and I feel like so it's about he, how did he get he had $14,000 because he got hit by a mail truck. Yeah. And the British Columbia government gave him 14,000. I feel like he got ripped off. I do too. He should have gotten
1: paid. I know.
0: Like at least six figures. Yeah. If you're a Canadian lawyer, go ahead and uh Send us an email and tell us why we're wrong or if we're (laughs) right. Um, So do you want to talk more about Allison or do you want to talk about Catherine Heigl? Because she got an unfair fall from grace because of this movie.
1: Yes. Um, Well, let's talk about Allison's character is. (sighs) Katherine Heigl. (laughs) No, I don't want to talk about Catherine Heigl yet, but I don't. Well, Katherine Heigl tends to play these people who everyone around them would consider them to be very uptight. Yeah. And I've noticed this because every time I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch a Katherine Heigl movie. Like, I do not relate to her at all. Like, I feel like if you can't relate to the heroine a rom-com, you will not.
0: <sighs> Buy in.
1: Yes. And I do not relate to that type A, like. Freaking out if it's not like if if things aren't perfectly clean, like I don't I can't buy into that because that's not me. So and I feel like that's every role she's ever played. But then looking back when you actually watch her movies, she's never that Mm -hmm. role. She's not. Other people talk about her being that type. But they
0: pigeonhole her into it. Right. Even it's not even pigeonholing. It's like straw manning her yeah into it because it's not what she is the ugly truth which we did she was not overbearing no she, she was, was just good at her job
1: i know she was just a capable woman yeah and
0: <laughs> and in this movie she's good at her job she's
1: good at her job
0: and she got knocked up by what we just described to you of seth rogan's character
1: A man with a lot of growing to do. A man child. Yeah. With
0: no prospects of getting better. Yeah. So, yeah, that's terrifying if you're her. Yeah. And she decides she's going to keep the baby.
1: With him. Make him her boyfriend. Yeah. She's a saint. I know.
0: (laughs) Allison Scott. And
1: she still has like a sense of humor through it.
0: And she's very patient up until one part, which I always
1: hated her for?
0: always hated her for
1: (laughs) and now you realize now
0: I was like I always hated Leslie didn't hate her but I always thought her character Leslie Mann's character and
1: and Allison her mom mom, their mom
0: no oh no what was Leslie Mann's name in the movie (sighs) oh Gosh, we should know these things when before we make Debbie, these, Debbie, Rudd,
1: uh, <laughs> Pete, and Debbie are their Pete names. Pete and Debbie,
0: yeah. I always thought they were bitches. Yeah, but looking like having grown as a person myself, <laughs> and not just taking the man side because Team X X Y, yeah, Team Blue. It's like no, you guys really messed up here.
1: Yeah, and they mess up subtly, so, which is what so the part. Judd Apatow is good yes, at
0: the part I'm talking about is when she flips out on Seth Rogen in the car, yeah, because of what happened with Pete and Debbie get with the fantasy baseball thing, right? And she was, she was saying how upset she was, and he was not kind of he was blowing her off. Like, you're crazy. Pete's awesome. Debbie's a bitch. And it's not that bad. It was kind of funny. It was funny. And she would have thought it was funny tomorrow.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Read the room.
1: Exactly.
0: And if you have nothing, like, if you don't agree, just say, like,
1: okay. And the situation is, like, uh, Debbie, played by Leslie Mann, thinks pete is cheating on her because he keeps doing these suspicious things so debbie decides to take matters into her own hands and brings she along Alice, on, yeah. allison and ben for like moral support to go catch pete cheating and so she goes into this house where he supposedly is and they're looking through the house and she opens a door to a room full of men playing fantasy baseball
0: Doing a, a fantasy baseball draft. Fantasy baseball draft. Totally innocent. Like totally. nothing wrong with it.
1: But she is so upset because like that makes her more upset. She'd almost rather he be cheating. And any woman knows that that is like that's not true. Yeah. But you're thinking it. Yeah, you can see how that could be true in the moment. Um, But she's so upset because that like he had to lie to her to get away from her. Like, like. So that made her feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was so yeah. So in the car, Seth Rogan is just like laughing about the stupidity of the situation because it is
0: stupid and it is funny. Yeah, but that's her sister. and yeah. her sister's upset. She's upset because her sister's upset.
1: And I think Catherine Heigl does overreact. Like I can't believe what an asshole Pete is. Like
0: exactly, he's... she did overreact. Yeah, read the room.
1: Right. But if she, yeah, if she's overreacting, she's not in the mindset to take a joke. And he knows that. He's like, well, I don't think you'll find this funny right now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then don't say it. Say it tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And then she kicks him out of the car. She kicks him out of the car. They have a huge blow up after he walks three miles to the doctor's office and yeah
0: and it was and the dark soul
1: it was the dark soul, which is so believable, so believable, yeah like which really, and made me like like, oh, this is what a dark soul should feel like. It should feel like, of course, these two finally broke up, they were not good together from the start, and yeah, they made some strides to get better, but it wasn't enough. And, of course, you needed to break up. This is... Like, the breakup at The Dark Soul of Night felt inevitable, which is what it should feel like. It shouldn't feel like the author or writer made, like... There's, like, one scene where it... Like, the characters reacted against their own type Mm -hmm. to create a forced breakup, which is what I'm seeing so, so often... And it just doesn't work. ...in writing. And, yeah, I... Be, people need to, people need, we need the breakup. Yeah. Like you can't get away. I have learned that you cannot get away with that character not breaking up or not having a moment where, uh, you, where, like something about the situation where all is lost. Like mm-hmm. you can't get away without it. That's how we, we need our stories. Uh, but at the same time, we can't feel that that's rushed and we can't feel that that's, uh, like that the that the characters are like you, you shouldn't suddenly switch out of your own character mm-hmm. in order to create a scene so that your character then you're can just lying up. you are yeah and I think that's why so many breakups that's like, probably why rom coms stupid
0: movies don't really work I think yeah like you said technology kind of kills all of that
1: technology yes Text- texting talking emailing. It it's hard on the rom com,
0: which is why this movie is so almost like special, because yeah. it had all that stuff. It had texting, it had email, it had everything that we have now. Yeah, like, m- like more <laughs> crude versions of it because it's two thousand five. Yeah, but they had it. Yeah. So this it, this movie made it work in in a way that would work, but that would happen probably in real life. Yeah. So. That's, we'll get to that later on in one of our questions here. But what else do we need to talk about? I think we touch everything. I think we- Well,
1: did. we didn't talk about the Katherine Heigl, like, overarching oh, problem. yes. So apparently she said this that, that Knocked Up is sexist. And this is after all the press junkets and whatever crap she has to do. Right after the movie, about six months later, she came out and said this movie is sexist. And- even though 98% of the time she had an amazing time so that was like that was the quote and then the press went off like off the handle they're like this ungrateful bitch yeah. katherine heigl like she doesn't know what a good like like people gave her crap for it yeah and
0: that lasted till probably today a lot of people probably it, feel like that still. i
1: probably yeah yeah, so, I can't say that I don't hate Katherine Heigl because of that. Well, yeah, I can. Because I don't really... Be- I didn't know that she had done that. I just didn't like... I, d-
0: I did know. And I did hate her for it. And having read this... Or you explained me... I didn't read that chapter, but you explained it to me. It's like... Eh, it probably she, checks out.
1: <laughs> she's, she apologized. And it's because she said the movie is sexist because the women are shrewish. And they are. And, yeah. And then they they and they would have been more shrewish if Judd Apatow's wife Leslie Mann wasn't playing that character and she like the parts that where Debbie is soft are Leslie Mann adding to the role. Yeah. So like the part when she breaks down because she's like, "Well, I like Spider-Man." Yeah. And and that part it's so endearing when she says that. It's like, "Oh, she does have a heart."
0: And she does love and her she, husband. She, she he wanted yeah, to exactly. watch Spider Man with him. Yeah. Just and she might not even like Spider Man. Yeah. But she wants to watch Spider Man with her husband, right? Because it's with him.
1: Yeah. And uh, but she added that. Yeah. So it would have been it would have been way worse if Leslie Mann was a. That was a good role. part of that movie. I know.
0: Because it you didn't hate her after that.
1: Yeah. And then of course the ending when she's like she gets kicked out of the room. And he, like, he says, like, I am in charge now. And it not, it did two things. Like, it showed his growth. Like, it's like, he is worthy of Katherine Heigl now. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like. It showed her. It showed human. her. And she says, I think I like him. Yeah.
0: And then she went in. She was kissing everybody. She told him she loved him. Yeah. So it was. She had a. There's a lot of arcs in this movie. I know. And it it's. Yeah. Paul Rudd. We didn't even get into him. I don't think we can. But
1: (laughs) he's the. He's a different kind of man-child. So we saw. We see two different types. Well, I think
0: we should because you did. You did mention. I was going down that path, a little bit, or a lot.
1: Yeah, like I always say, we didn't really date. Yeah. Like we went to like a hockey game and that's kind of it and i think that has a lot to do with it like i never made you pursue me um and i think i think that contributed to like i don't know my feelings on this but um yeah i think well, i'm trying to get to the quote so it's talking about uh, Pete's character and she, oh and during that spider-man scene she says Leslie man uh, she says you think because you think just because you don't yell that you're not mean but this is mean she says this is a two this two-line jab is such an accurate observation about a specific kind of man agreeably low-key quietly narcissistic broadly disengaging from anything that seems like too much hassle Like that is the like every man in his like late thirties, early forties. It's not just you. That's how men were raised to be in that exennial. Yeah. Like I've never known. Uh, You're using it now. I've never known. (laughs) No, but in this, like, I don't think that's a a real like time frame. I don't go around saying I'm not a millennial. I'm an exennial. Yeah. But I'm saying like yes for old millennials like. And I would say, even like the cusp of gen X if you're born between nineteen seventy five and
0: nineteen eighty five I would range. say
1: even like smaller of a gap, really, yeah, I would say seventy eight to like eighty five maybe okay. I don't know, but yeah, uh, you are that not just not necessarily the narcissistic but broadly disengaging from anything that seems like too much hassle, it's like. I think you were definitely, like, the case, like, oh, this, like, that seems like it's going to be too much of a problem, so I'm just going to, like, check out. Like, I, yeah, I think you did go down, like, until we moved to Illinois, I think you were definitely that, that type of person, like, and I didn't feel like I could count on you, and I didn't attempt to count on you for anything, and, like, but I think that's true, of most guys your age and a little bit older, like, and I think that's why, like, my generation had a hard time finding like marriageable men, and I don't know that that's not true of the younger generation. Maybe it's just an an age like a young person thing.
0: What I don't know what you. <laughs> I was just thinking about the other scene when they're eating ice cream, like, you just criticize them. <laughs> <laughs> And and then they change.
1: <laughs> Until they feel so bad about themselves. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, is that what you did? No. <laughs> I didn't criticize you. So, like, my reaction is just to shut down so and know that I can't trust what you. What do you
0: think was the change?
1: I think that whatever happened to you in Florida that made us move here, like, forced you to grow up. And you realized, because like before, like you wouldn't work summers. It's like we can barely afford to pay our bills and you just want to be off during summer. Like, like because you just forgot to apply for work. Like that, those are the things it's like, Oh, I think I might miss the deadline, but oops, she'll never know. And that's how I felt like you were going through life. Yeah. So I was just, I was just checked out with you, like stuck with him, but that's it. Like, I'm just stuck. Like I've got to, I've got to make my own way. Oh, and like you didn't, when I got into grad school and you like didn't even bother to look for jobs in the area so I couldn't go, Yeah, like that was really like, I was like, I mean I'll find a new dream, but like that was really hard. And so I, but I do feel, I don't, I don't know if that's like a, you were in your 20s or what were you in your early 30s, late 20s, late 20s. Maybe it's a late 20s thing. Maybe it's how you were raised. Maybe it's, like, our generation of people who are just, like, not stand-up people. Because yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a stand-up person either. Like, I'm not, like, a Katherine Heigl cleaning all the time, like, type A go-getter. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like it's we're in a lot better of a position now and I don't think that about you I think sometimes you could slip into it but only like not in like your whole personality doesn't slip in it's just like it's just like with me personally so like you don't act that way with Hank and you don't act that way with like your job but you don't act that way with anything else so that's a lot better <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, we moved here and I worked like crazy.
1: But I think that's that taught you a lesson. I think it taught you that like, oh, I do have to work. And you started it that started before, like before we moved here.
0: When Hank was born, I would say would probably be the catalyst of that. Yeah. And that's not uncommon.
1: Yeah, probably not, which is from, why I think men should be reading romance novels but, before they have children from, because they yeah. would learn, like, oh, this is what women want. Like, I don't know want... if they
0: would learn from that, honestly. I, I don't. I think they need to live it. Maybe. And
1: I and I think women need to hold them to it. Like, I never held you to that, even though I wanted the romance hero. Like, I want a guy who wants to, like, like, try to woo me. Yeah. Like actually take me out on a date and pretend to care not just like stare at the hockey game on tv and i accept it but if i but i wasn't reading romance then either i think all people should be reading romance until they get married at least so they know like okay i see now what i want and i see what i could be worthy of and i see the kind of person that i could be i see how good love can be like let's work towards that like i had no idea i thought like i didn't i didn't know what i could accept and i didn't know what my standards i didn't know that i didn't have to have the lowest standard honestly
0: yeah well and that's what happened in this movie too yeah she did what you did yeah powered through it yeah yeah and it worked out. Yeah, I, she made it work out. Yeah, ours and... happened more organically.
1: Yeah, luckily.
0: But his was, you know, the baby was coming. Yeah, and he got he got into gear too.
1: Yeah, and no, and she wasn't gonna do, and she couldn't have like you have to get a job or else because then she turned into Debbie. And again, no one wants to be the shrew. No one wants to be married to the shrew. It's like, you have to get a job. Like, you have to change. You have to be responsible because who wants to be responsible for, like, killing the dreams of their partner? The partner's job is to be like, you know what? My dreams are dead anyway. Let me get a corporate job. Yeah. Like, Like, that is the job of, like, that's what men do.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what your romance hero does.
0: Yeah. Well. And, and that's
1: why I'm pushing like Hank. Like he has to have a cool job. Like he has to have like he has to push himself in his career before he meets the love of his life so that he can then like have the woman of his dreams that yeah. wants to build wally e robots and <laughs> <laughs> make YouTube videos <laughs> with him.
0: I'm sure that dream will change as he grows up. <laughs> All right. You want to get to the questions now? Yeah. All right. So is there anything that didn't work for you? I think we've talked about what worked for us. Is there anything that didn't work for you?
1: <sighs> no. I, no, I don't Not think Not even so.
0: like the shrewness of the women?
1: I like the shrewness of a woman because sometimes women are shrews. Yeah. And to me... It was very. (sighs) Like, Leslie Mann might have been a little bit of. I didn't like the way she talked to Paul Rudd or Pete, but a lot of women do speak horribly to their husbands and call them names.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm not saying, like, I don't have to like a character for a character to work well in a movie. This isn't real life, it's comedy. So the character like the characters are going to be bigger, like more heightened. Yeah. Uh and when she gets on a roll, like yeah, she's name calling him, but she's still funny.
0: And she's still
1: so,
0: Yeah, she's still funny.
1: Like she has a funny way of saying it.
0: How so, we talked about the world being built. Yeah. Do you have a favorite part? I have a lot of favorite. I have parts. so
1: many favorite parts. Oh,
0: some I will not say. No, like the Jonah Hill part. <laughs> yeah, it's probably my favorite part. But my favorite part is from side characters. Yeah, like the whole pink eye part was hilarious to me. <laughs> but when they're playing ping pong, yeah, and he's like, "All right," because he's trying to get, he's trying to get in gear, but he's still trying to hold on to the dream. Yeah. And getting gear at the same time, but he has to re- he's figuring out he can't rely on these guys. Yeah. And Jay Bearshell is like, Does she does she like you? He's like, uh she, she's, she asked me to go to the gynecologist all the time. She's entertaining the idea of like he's like hey yeah she you're going to the gyneciatrist like <laughs> the <laughs> gyneciatrist because <laughs> you can tell these guys are in their twenties but they're really twelve they have no idea yeah about anything yeah and it's the whole conversation there is him figuring out I can't rely on them I love them right they're my family yeah they suck yeah <laughs> so I need that's when he like started branching out and moving like changing
1: yeah. Hanging out with Pete Moore.
0: Hanging out with Pete Moore, who Pete needed him also.
1: Yes, I like that.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, he did that part when they went all out to <laughs> dinner. Oh, my God. The oh, Robert yeah. De Niro impressions. My shoes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the two girls were like, Leslie. Like,
1: what are you talking about? No,
0: they're like, oh, my God, what did we just do? <laughs> These two together are not going to be good for us.
1: But how great is that? Like, that your in-laws get along that well? That are going to be, be family? I would love that. It
0: was like stepbrothers. Did yeah. we just become best
1: friends? Yep.
0: That's exactly yeah. what happened there. Or is like, don't ask me to loan you money. Well, can I just have some? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the whole movie. I know. I just... It may not crack you up but it's so quotable. It's so like yeah. You're going to at least chuckle every at every scene.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite parts is um Harold Ramis as Oh Seth my god. Rogen's at, dad. The, at the diner? Yeah. And he's giving him advice and I love his advice. He's like and he's telling him I got a, I got a woman pregnant. And Harold Raymond is like that's great, like Mazel Tov or whatever he th- I don't think he says that, but but he basically he's like that's that's wonderful and he's like this he's is like a, this is but a travesty. You don't think you don't think like I mean a disaster, I'm a, that's what he said. I'm a stoner who can't support a baby and he's like, You figure it out. Yeah. Things happen in life. Like that should be everyone's philosophy mm-hmm. of life. If it's not, you're doing something wrong.
0: Also a great line. What? He's like He's like, you don't ever wonder, like, man, if I didn't have been my food. He's like, absolutely not. You're the greatest thing that's oh, happened yeah. to me. He's like, I'm the greatest thing that happened to you. Well, I, I just feel, feel bad, bad for, for you. you. <laughs> 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 but it's true. Like, I feel like Hank is the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And so I get it. Like, having a kid makes this movie so different. Yeah. And I feel like I would want to be more like Harold Ramis than anyone else, <laughs> but really, yeah. I'm more like a light version of Ben. Now Paul Rudd. Maybe Ben is like, no, that's too meta. Like, is the the beginning stages of Pete?
1: <laughs> no, I Pete and Debbie are supposed to be the the how not to be story. Yeah. They're the
0: hence the second movie.
1: Right. They're what you don't want your marriage to become. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh do you have any other favorite parts that you have to tell? I would be just talk the whole movie.
1: Oh, I do want to talk about Ken Jung. Is that his the name? The doctor. The doctor. Yeah. Is that it? am I saying that right? Yeah. I just feel like that's not right at all okay so he this is his first role leslie chow yeah this is his first role so and i loved that and he
0: was still a doctor he was
1: still a doctor he is still a doctor he's still a
0: doctor that's yeah he's not practicing but he's still a licensed doctor uh and he as like he's been this he's been leslie chow i mean we all know him for leslie chow he's been on um what's that show the community he's on that show he oh, was yeah. on that show he's made it yeah in acting yeah, he says I still renew my license in case acting doesn't work out.
1: I know, I love it.
0: <laughs> so that tells you he's still hungry. Yeah, because he doesn't think it's going to work out. Yeah, he's not confident. He's confident, but he's not resting on his laurels. Yeah, so which means he's going to make be fine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's on the Masked Singer too, or the Masked Whatever. He's he a is. host of that. Yes, but anyway, he's uh yeah. So they the, uh John Apatow wanted a uh, wanted his doctor to have real doctor experience and you can see it when she's giving birth like there's a lot of I mean there's comedy go it goes kind of overboard but uh, like to me that was kind of a realistic birth when he actually starts talking to her when he's in between her legs and you see the crowning shot and like but when he's actually talking to her and he's like looking up and he's telling her like you said no to the you said no to the epidural, like, we're going to do this the way you wanted. Like, to me, it was very, like, that was a good part. Yeah. Because he was, like, they were. They had both put aside their differences. And I like that she, I like that she, I like the childbirth part, because it wasn't, it wasn't overly ridiculous.
0: No, like, that's a good part we should talk about, too. What? How? What he wanted to do, but couldn't. <laughs> Oh yeah, he wanted to film an actual birth
1: and like clip it in somehow. Yeah, that you could see the baby coming out,
0: which would have been incredible. But yeah. he couldn't because children <laughs> needed to be what was it, like
1: said they have to have a work release paper, and you can't have the baby sign a work release paper
0: because it's not born yet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. It's
0: like, oh my god, just film that part in Mexico. <laughs> 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 Sorry, if you're in Mexico. I don't
1: think that would have worked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or somewhere else. France. I bet France wouldn't give a shit about that.
1: Yeah, but you can't play it in a movie, I guess. You can't put it in a Hollywood, like, American-produced film. Um. Yeah. But, uh, so they used a prosthetic.
0: Which looked fine. I would imagine. I've never seen a baby crowning, so.
1: Yeah, it looked fine kind of not real for me but
0: it looked real enough for me. I understood yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it set up the great Jay Bear shell joke. Yeah. <laughs> Promise me you won't go in there.
1: You think I want to go in there? <laughs> All right. Um but yeah, I thought like I mean as far as like, you know, childbirth bed humor, that was not that bad. No.
0: I don't think we can talk about the hero and heroine any more than we have. No. Do you have a favorite character? <sighs> I think as a ensemble cast, this is one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like,
0: everyone is super talented. Yeah. You're, you're not going to find a better cast.
1: I mean, all of his group of friends, Seth Rogen, his dad, like, Catherine Heigl, Debbie, like, Paul Rudd, like, their mom is famous. Like, the doctor's famous. Like, everyone.
0: Harold Ramis. Steve
1: Carell is even a cameo, and he's funny in it.
0: Yeah. Harold Ramis is in this movie for six minutes, and half of that, he's on the phone. You don't even see him.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say, I would say two minutes, maybe. Two minutes. Yeah.
0: So, Yeah. This is an incredible cast of characters. Yeah. I can't pick a favorite one, but oh, man.
1: Oh, and I didn't realize like all those friends, they were just basically like go be friends and they were no not script. acting. No, I'm like, because I study, I'm like, how do you write those good, you like, don't. You, you don't, let,
0: you yeah. let those geniuses go to work? Yeah. Is what you do. Yep. That I love those parts. They're so cringy and raunchy and funny (laughs) yeah i'll say jonah hill because he was so weird and intense but
1: raunchy that's like raunchy that's scripted is different than friends being friends together and saying raunchy things like Mm -hmm. it's different because raunchy that's scripted feels gross this is gross but it's so funny you don't care that it's gross yeah like or maybe it's just like these these are comedy superheroes. Yeah.
0: Jonah Hill. It was so intense yeah. and so weird. I know. It was funny. Like when he introduced her, like this lovely young man is Jonah. He's like, hi, and he looked up or down and and <laughs> yeah. just turned away. Like, I know. He's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Barishwell running out after he trimmed his pubic hairs. <laughs> oh. If you haven't seen this movie. What is wrong with you? Go watch this movie. Mm -hmm. All right. Last one. Does this movie stand the test of time? Yes. Absolutely. This is an American classic. So
1: much so. I know. It really is.
0: And partially Canadian classic. Yeah. (laughs) This is a North American classic. (laughs) (laughs) This should be on the AMC. Is that what it is? TMC? TCM. TCM. This should be on that list. (laughs) This... To me, this is, and so it's for forty year old version, but this more so. I think this is more sophisticated.
1: I agree. Yeah. If it was up to
0: if I can only pick one to be on that list, I'd pick this one.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. This movie gets better every time I see it. This is
0: Harry met Sally level good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say I do love the part where where Debbie. Debbie and Allison go out to the club and they go out to the same club twice and the first night it's when they're celebrating Allison's uh promotion. Promotion and and Debbie's like she gets that like manic thing like like moms do when they're going out to like drink. Yeah. And like pretend that they're still in their 20s but they're 40. Yeah. And <laughs> And it just doesn't work the same anymore. And no. she first she has to go home because her kid might have the chicken box, and then like the second scene they don't even get in because she's too old.
0: And well, they got in the first time because Catherine Heigl wasn't pregnant, right? So she was carrying the load on that one. Yeah, and the second time she was pregnant. She was, and and the guy, oh, what is his name from the Office? Daryl from the Office was the bouncer. Like, Another we great have, character. We can't have some old pregnant bitches running around this club. <laughs> what are you doing? You should be at a yoga class. I know. <laughs> That's another great. Oh, my God. Every, like, such a good movie. I know. Such a good movie. I don't know if we can talk anymore about it because we're out of questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what book we're doing next because you haven't told me.
1: Yet. Oh, it's Something Wilder by. Uh... And
0: it's out tomorrow.
1: It's out tomorrow, yes. So go buy something wilder and read it so we can talk about it to you.
0: That probably won't be next week. Next week will probably be another movie.
1: We will figure something because out. There's because there's no way
0: I'm reading a book in four days, five We days.
1: are going to Tennessee sometime in there.
0: Yeah. it'll. We won't miss a week. Okay. We won't miss a week.
1: I'm I trying to look at my schedule and I don't know how that's possible, but...
0: We won't miss a week.
1: Okay. But one of our episodes might be out li- li- later.
0: Maybe not. Maybe we can record one in the car.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> All right. Till next week. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.